I, I think as far as being a successful entrepreneur kind of comes back to living your purpose, like making sure that you are loving what your business is about or else don't start it because you're going to face challenges and it's the, the passion that's going to get you through all that, right? Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Baloo, and boy, do we have an incredible, exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is one of Canada's leading experts, if not the leading expert, on helping coaches and consultants and others who sell to corporate audiences get contracts, valuable contracts, through the corporate world. I'm speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Kim Chernicki. Welcome to the show, Kim. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Energy Nikki. Glad he is thrilled to be here today. Look forward to our conversation. Me too. I am pumped. I am juiced, jazzed, and enthused to use the words Me of too. one of my great <laughs> friends. <laughs> from years and years ago. Okay, so Kim, I'm getting to know you really well. You and I are simpatico. We like the cut of each other's jib. We're loving what we're doing out in the world. We're finding really cool ways to work together and collaborate. But my listener we doesn't are. know who we we are. We totally are. But my listener doesn't know you. And before they can open their hearts to you, they need to get to know you. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Kim Chernicki? <laughs> That's so funny. Well, it's interesting. I've always been driven and driven from a very young age. And, you know, I guess a way to summarize that would be I always I was on a quest. In fact, I was on four quests and my four quests were, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? I've, I've you know, since I was eight, I've been wondering that. <laughs> my second quest that became pretty uh, tra- uh, apparent at a young age was, how to become a successful entrepreneur. I always had an entrepreneurial bug, even when I didn't really know it. The third quest is how to achieve financial independence. So I work because I want to, not because I have to, and to achieve that through entrepreneurship. And I guess the fourth quest was all about yeah, you know, how to make spirituality aligned in, in my work. Cause you know, throughout my, my careers that there wasn't a lot of that happening. So I, so those four things kind of were my quests from a fairly young age. And, um, I guess you could say I kind of took the road less traveled, if you will. And my first real epiphany happened, uh, when I won't go into the details of it, but is, is when I knew I was meant to be a teacher. I just, I just knew I was meant to be a teacher. So knowing that there was only like school teachers at that time, I ended up becoming a, a high school teacher and taught history and political science. And I oh, cool. uh, thought, wow, yeah, I thought, hey, I found my, you know, I found my thing. I found my jam. And then something really weird happened. They went on strike. The school system, yeah, the school system went on strike. It was in uh, York Region separate. And I felt like I was an alien uh, on a different planet. I just didn't get the whole strike thing. Like to me, you you know, you're individuals and you, you really have to, you're responsible for your life, right? And it felt like that was so completely foreign to this whole strike process. So I think that was the first seed when I knew I was meant to be an entrepreneur. So, you know, ended up leaving teaching, ended up going into sales. And like overnight, I'm like, I'm really liking this. I'm making triple the income I was teaching. Nice. <laughs> and so I never really looked back. And so I did a couple of, you know, I was very powerful at, uh, at sales and business development, had a couple of great, uh, you know, uh, industries and companies that I worked for. And then I left to do my first startup. And as it turns out, I've actually 
um, I helped start up 10 businesses or business divisions, half for others, half for myself. Yeah, half of them succeeded, half of them didn't, um, which, you know. It's a good average, actually. Yeah, not bad, eh? In baseball, it puts you in Cooperstown if you hit 500. (laughs) That's right. That's right, too. Funny you say that about, I had a dream about baseball last night. It's really weird you said that. Anyway. Not to digress. Um, so, but the digressions so am, are what make the conversations fun. You better digress lots. Okay, I will digress more. Well, I ended up doing a number of startups for others at the beginning, and I like like to share one. I ended up starting up uh, a company with some uh, a couple of people brought me on, um, and it was this environmental packaging company called Intipack. And uh, make a long story short, I ended up moving down to California to open up a sales office because I was selling environmental packaging to uh, computer uh, manufacturers, which of course is the big Silicon Valley, right? And I ended up, this is kind of a fun story, I ended up um, pitching um, our, our offering it was really ahead of the curve. It was really uh, like, a, yeah, it was really ahead of the curve at the time and innovative. And uh, I actually pitched it to, to Steve Jobs, Come on. <laughs> who was, who was actually the uh, just returning interim CEO of that struggling company at the time called Apple and uh, sold him my, uh, tried to sell him uh, my, my product and he didn't like it, kicked me out the door. So that was kind of one of my first learnings uh, in sales is never put all your eggs in one basket because that was going to make me a millionaire. And all of the, uh, anyway, all the engineers just loved, loved our product. Steve just said, nope. And that was it. So, wow. uh, so yeah. But you shook because- hands with Steve Jobs. I did. That's so I cool. Did. That's so cool. I'm a Steve Jobs yeah. fanboy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To tell you the truth, because I'm not a boy, but but still, it's awesome. Yeah, to lose a deal to Steve Jobs, if you're going to lose it to someone, you might as well lose it. You know what? Hey, you you could say that. That's an awesome thing. (laughs) Steve Jobs (laughs) kicked me out of his office. Yeah. He kicked me out. He says, what is this thing? It looks like something my kids float around on in my pool. What else do you got? So he went with the old non-environmental packaging solution. Anyway, it was funny. Oh, and the biggest thing I forgot to tell you, what this, this solution was for was something called the iMac. Do you remember the iMac? Remember it well. Uh, yeah. So, and that went, I mean, of course, the iMac was the first beautiful, colorful, you know, anyway. Uh, so that that was funny. So that kind of dating myself a little bit there. But anyway, so I did a number of startups. And then, I guess it was about 20 years ago now, I started up my own first business, which was called Vision Street. At that time, which was, you know, I had a um, community of 800 entrepreneurs to help them create and achieve their business visions. And uh, now my current business is called Freedom Street. Back then it was Vision Street. And um, There's a little bit of a street uh, motif going on in here in your businesses, Kim. Yeah, I like I like streets. I like paths. I like having a clear path and showing people a clear path, right? So... Yeah. So I started up my, my uh, business, uh, Vision Street. It was going quite well, actually. And then I took on a business partner and our goal was to, oh my God, did I learn a lot from that? Uh, was to, we were going to do this, um, you know, expand the vision. We're going to do this interactive online community thing. That's back when, I mean, we, we weren't doing that at the time. Hardly anyone was online at that time. And uh, well, they were online, but it's, it was very expensive to, to set up uh, platforms and so forth. Well, it was three. Yeah. So it was three weeks before we were going to launch this platform. I invested everything, like everything, all my spare cash. I even put a mortgage on my first home. And, you know, to, to build this platform three weeks before we were going to launch, uh, he bailed. No. My partner bailed. Oh yeah, my God. Bailed. Yep. And so I couldn't complete it without his money, right? So at that time, we'd gone all the distance. We've got, I've got a great BDC loan that to supplement it and all that. So um, bottom line is uh, he bailed. And so I had to basically shut the business down and uh, was forced to go back to a job, which uh, was, was not <laughs> what I wanted to do. I, but I anyway, it wasn't. Actually, yeah. But I mean, I, I was I was at my you know at my limit, right? So I, I basically had to do that to avoid bankruptcy. So, um, but it was a, of course like 
you know, any challenge. It was a, a huge silver lining because I ended up joining a startup sales training, sales effectiveness firm called Fusion Learning, uh, which I helped grow into one of the top 10 sales training companies in North America. And sure, I've heard of Fusion Learning. Yeah, it's now um, double digit sales. It's called, it, they rebranded, re but uh, so I worked with them for seven years. It was an amazing experience. I got, had some incredible mentors there, but then I knew it was time to step out again. So I left Fusion nine years ago to form my current business, which is Freedom Street, which is working with executives who are transitioning out of corporate, want to, you know, want to start their own consulting businesses, selling back into corporate. And then, of course, working with small business owners, consultants and coaches to be able to land lucrative corporate contracts. So it's been an incredible journey and everything I did helped me to um, achieve those those four quests, like totally living my purpose, being a successful entrepreneur, uh, certainly on the road to financial independence, as as you know, and uh, and then, of course, having when I say spiritual spirituality aligned in my work, like living a very aligned life and you know in in my business so there you go i love it i love it i love it i love it okay so look let's come to this whole concept of the four quests because i think this is very valuable for my listener and i know you spoke yeah. about it in terms of your own story but let's break it down into each of the four quests. So bring your own story into it. And then maybe we can, we can look at some other stories. Maybe, Hey, we can tell my story a little bit. We can look at some stories of folks you've worked with. Cause I really like your four quests, by the way. So just listener, Kim's going to be doing one of our upcoming immersions. In fact, the next one that's upcoming. So this is kind of a little bit of advanced training for you, Kim, as we, uh, as we prep you to start <laughs> that. So this is good IP you've created, right? Four quests. I love it. So four quests. The first quest is a quest for purpose. So Kim, let's talk about the quest for purpose. How do we define that? What are the key elements of the quest for purpose? How did you apply them? Let's go. Got it. So when I think of purpose, I think of alignment where, you know, it, so it is, it is my strong point of view, very, very strong point of view and knowing that everyone has a unique sweet spot in the market, and I call it the marketplace or corporate marketplace, but in the world that everyone has that unique sweet spot, that purpose that is uniquely yours. And for me, I think it's how I define it as what you're most passionate about, what mo you just love and just gets you up in the morning, right? So what you're really, really passionate about, and you might be multi-passion, like you might have a, and I know I have multi-passions, Love real estate, love, you know, love a number of different things, but it's really about your passion, what you love to do combined with your strengths. So in other words, your skills, your talents that come together that you, that are just natural to you. And in fact, it's funny, there's this great assessment I have people do. It's, you know, it's, a, it's called strengths finder profile. And yeah, I know strengths finder for sure. It's awesome. It's amazing. And it's just about, you know, it's those things that are so natural to you, you don't even know their strengths. Like empathy is one of my strengths. And I'm, I'm just, I always thought it was a bit of a curse because I always knew what people were feeling and thinking, right? But I, it, it, it was actually a shock to realize that people, not all people were like that, but that's what makes me a good teacher and advisor and coach, right? So, so it's really about what you're passionate about, aligned with your strengths and to have a successful business though. And so I'm just, I'm talking about this in terms of purpose, in terms of a business context, it really needs to address a, a need out, out in the marketplace that people want solved. And in the, in terms of corporate, it's like, what's the corporate need? If you're a B2C person, what's the personal need that you can help, you know, align with now, you know, if your passion isn't about helping people or whatever, um, there's still needs out there that need to be addressed. So to me, your purpose is all around the alignment of your passion, your strengths, and a need or a problem that you solve. So what's your purpose, Nikki? You know, what a terrific question. Um, <laughs> so the first thing that I can say that is my purpose is I've been put here on this earth to make a difference for entrepreneurs, make a difference mm -hmm. for those who participate in the free enterprise system. I believe very strongly in free enterprise. And I believe that 
anybody who participates in the free enterprise system has to be somebody that cares very deeply about the principle of voluntarism. You know what I mean? Because free enterprise is about voluntary exchange, right? Like, mm-hmm. So I'm very passionate about that. You know what I mean? I'm extremely yeah. passionate about that. So yeah. that's, that's the most important thing as far as my business level purpose is concerned. At a personal mm. level, I really want to make a difference for the men of the world. Because I'm a man who went through a very rough divorce. And I see oh. a lot of men right now today are kind of lost. The world today in some ways is looking down on men, looking at them as second-class as second citizens. I, I don't like that. I want to help uplift men. I want to help elevate men. I want to help men you know, be back in their honored uh, position in society. We got to have a society that honors men and women. So it's very important for me to help men, especially those who feel lost that aren't achieving what they want to achieve in the world, you know, step up and step into their, to their most glorious self as a man. To be I that, love that, Nikki. Thank you. To be that, that badass and warrior that resides in the hearts of every man. So that's, that's my, that's my other purpose. And then, since I was a child, I've always wanted to write novels. I gave up on oh, that yeah. about 25 years ago. And I see how much it's bothering me that I gave up on that dream. So I'm going to write a novel right now. In fact, I've already wow. started. So there you go. And I'm going to get it published. I'm going to sell a bunch of copies. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. It's fun for me, too. Yeah, so you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur, like you've got your core business and what you do, and you've got the other things, the volunteerism that's supporting it, you've got your book, and then of course your overall, you know, really supporting men. And it's so interesting because as a result of what you have gone through and um, really seeing the need out there, so I, I really, I love all your different elements of your, what you're passionate about. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so let's get into the second path. What'd you call it? The second quest. The second quest. Second the second quest. quest. Yeah. How to be a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. So talk about that. What are the key elements of that as far as you're concerned? And then let's talk about that and apply it to, you know, me and to others. Sure. Well, well, it's interesting. Uh, becoming an entrepreneur, uh, maybe you haven't experienced this, but it's it's not really for the faint of heart, <laughs> I would say, uh, because you, you know, I, I like to say that, you know, if you want personal growth and personal development, start up your own business, right? Because there's, it's just the challenges that you face. And uh, my experience and what I've seen in my clients is they tend to happen a lot at the beginning and throughout, but at the beginning, getting things, you know, um, up and running. And especially if you haven't done it before. And, you know, I know I've gone through so many challenges myself at the beginning, financially and otherwise. And I can say to people, you know, from my experience, avoid those mistakes. Let me let me show you how. So I, I think as far as being a successful entrepreneur kind of comes back to living your purpose, like making sure that you are loving what your business is about or else don't start it because you're going to face challenges and it's the, the passion that's going to get you through all that, right? so true. You know, 15 years ago, way before he decided to get into politics, I, I, I was at a big event that Donald Trump was speaking at. There were like 20,000 people in the room. And, oh, yeah. And I remember him, you know, uh, somebody asked him a question. They said, you know, how did you become so successful? And he said, I love what I do. And he, and he said, I get up every morning. Like, to me, it's my work, but it's not work. And then he looked at the uh, the guy in the audience and says, you know what I mean? You know the way Trump says it? You know what I mean? Yeah. He said, you got to love what you do. He said, just don't ever get into something until you know you love it. Like he says, look, you got to earn a living. You got to make money. Make sure you take care of your family. But when you decide to commit to something as a business, do it because you love it. The idea of doing it just makes you excited. And there's a need for it in the marketplace. 
And I right. tell you, I remember that so well, sitting in the audience, you know, back then, I wasn't doing so well in life. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, wow, yeah. man, there's this billionaire guy saying, yeah, this is, you got to find what you love to do. And I, and I kind of thought I knew what I loved to do then. And I, and, and I listened to what he had to say. And I had my first six figure year then, which back then was such a big deal. You know what I mean? Oh, six yeah. figures. Wow. That's so awesome. It wasn't a no, few billion like he had, but you know, it was six figures. It was, it was really, really great. And I just believe what you're saying is so important, Kim. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this second quest needs to be, needs to be coming from love, essentially. Yep. Yep. And you have to have a plan. Yes. You've got to have a plan. I mean, you really do. You, you can't just kind of step into it and, and just, you know, throw some, you know, stuff at the wall and hope it sticks. Like you do have to have a plan and you want to have, and I also think you should have a, a coach or you know, a board of advisors that you can run it past. And, you know, what about both? Absolutely. You should have both. I think, you know, if you really want to be successful, you need to have a coach and you need to have advisors that you, that can call you on it and can be in, and they need to be people that are, you know, that are going to challenge you. You know, you got to have some glass, glass half empty people on there too. Not just ones like I'm the half, glass uh, a glass half full person my husband is a gl- glass half empty person but we make a really good team good because team. yeah you know, yeah it, it, not that he's involved with my business but um it's it's good to have those people who are devil's advocate that's the that's the word i was looking for so really important to have that and you also want to make sure you've got you know you've got your finances in order in other words you know you want to make sure that you you know what your business model is how you're going to be making money so it's kind of a combination of left brain, right brain. You want to have the great ideas, the passion, but then you also want to have the processes. You want to have the plan. You want to have the the things that are going to keep you uh, that are going to keep you honest, that are going to keep you on track, and really surround yourselves with the right people who can who can guide you and inspire you and be that devil's advocate and poke, poke holes in what you're doing. So I think that's really important, you know. And I I think. And I mean, I, I, I might be talking about this a little bit later, but there's, it's so important to have a great network. So uh, I'd be talking about that more, but more than ever, you really want to be strategic in your networking and, and uh, especially if you want to be like a service provider, like a coach consultant, that kind of thing, you really want to make sure you've got uh, a good network so you can and surround yourself with the right people. So that's, I guess those are that's my perspective on how to be a successful entrepreneur. And I, and I, oh, and sorry, one final thing is, you know, not everyone's built to be an entrepreneur. And I think you need to have that inspiration um, that, and, and kind of know, and I've always wanted to ha- uh, be an entrepreneur because as I said earlier, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart because you, you are going to go through some tough times and you need to be able to, to go the distance. So I'll tell you something, Kim. I, I, I really, really strongly resonate with what you're saying. Okay. And right. I was I was re- reviewing a book that I've read several times called The War of Art by Steve Pressfield. Are you familiar with Steve and that mm. book? Mm-mm. Okay. So The yeah. War of Art. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the War of Art. So um, I've got uh, I've got lots of copies of the book. I'm going to get you one. So we'll talk offline. I won't make sure I get it for you. So uh, I had the privilege of meeting Steve. He did a, a, an event which he he'd never done before. I don't know if he'll ever do again. But it was really great to be there. And in, in inside that book, he talks about resistance. Uh, as the enemy, and then there's the life that you're living and the life that you ought to be living. He said every human being goes through life, and who they are meant to be is already something that they and their soul know, okay? But they may not be consciously aware of it. And your job in life is to uncover and discover that as early in life as you possibly can, and then, then go and do it, go live from it, right? And one of the things that he talks about inside that book is how important it is for you to 
do the work from a space of love, not from a space of I want to make money at it. I'm, I'm here at it just to make money. He says you are going to make money because that is what professionals do. But you got to do it for the sake of the work, for the sake of being good at what you do and delivering the result. And you also need to be somebody who 1,000% is all about making a difference for the work that you do and the people you do it for in such a way that they go, wow, this is this person's best work. This is like, right. like an artist who's created an incredible piece of work. I, 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 I mean, Michelangelo's David, as an example, yeah. the Sistine Chapel. Like you look at that and you go, wow, that guy didn't do that because he was going to get paid a certain amount of money by the Pope. You know what I mean? He did that because he was freaking Michelangelo, the yep. best damn sculptor the world has ever seen. And that David was the expression of his work, right? And if you read certain books, you know, Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand, who wrote Atlas Shrugged and The Fountainhead. You familiar with her and her books? Yes. Yeah. So those books, those are masterpieces. Ayn Rand wrote them to make money, to be sure, but she wrote them because they were coming from the core of her soul. You know what I mean? And that's why they ended up making so much money for her. And yep. we, we as entrepreneurs need to figure out what's at the core of our souls and go out there and do that. Do that totally. the best way we can for the people that we get to serve. And I think it's also extremely important for you to be careful who you associate with. I 1,000% agree with you that you need coaches. I have four coaches. I saw one of them today. Did some incredible work with me, right? Incredible work. You know, she's been a confidant to billionaires, Okay. So I'm usually out of that snack bracket, right? I mean, the amount of money she charges, (laughs) but me too. (laughs) She's, she's my friend. So she cut me a friends and family deal. And we did some incredible work that really set me on a fantastic path. And, and it's important that you have the right coaches. I mean, it's why we do the programs we do. We provide coaching, but you also have to have great associations. The law of proximity matters and matters a great deal. So give you an example. You're coming to our event in a few weeks, right? Yeah. One of the people who's a faculty member of that, at that event, uh, Jim Estill, who's actually going to be on a podcast that's going to come out before yours, you're going to get to hear it. This guy built a $2 billion uh, computer parts business and then uh, invested in 150 startups. He's going to be in the room. He's going to be talking, and um, you're going to get a chance to have conversations with him. It ain't every day that Kim Chernicki gets to, sp- to spend some time with a billionaire who's invested in 150 startups, right? That's a cool thing amazing. to be able to do, right? That's amazing. Right. Yeah, I am so looking forward to that. Like, like <laughs> if that's all you got out of the session, that's worth your investment. If that's all you yeah. did, you got to ask him two good questions and you got his information to be able to be in touch with him after, you don't need to get anything else out of the session. You made your money's worth, right? Yeah. And that's what people need to understand is that the law of proximity matters a great deal. Who you hang around matters, who you are spending time with matters. So being in good peer groups is important, but also being around the kind of people who are for you and going to push you forward is very, very important. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And and it just, it's, it's like you're, you're aspiring to go further. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's so important to, to surround yourself with the with those people. So you don't have to apologize for who you are either. Like you don't have to, yeah, I I love that saying, you know, crabs in the bucket. You don't, you know, you don't want to have people pulling you down. You want people who are going to elevate you. I love that. Yeah, it's so true. So true. And crabs in the bucket is unfortunately the nature of the human condition. So you need to get away from the crabs. You need to be strong enough to pull away from them and get out of the bucket. So quest number three, let's talk about quest number three. Financial independence. So mm, it's that interesting. One. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. I, uh, at, I guess it was 20 years ago or so, I read my first book by Robert Kiyosaki. Are you familiar with him? I'm not only familiar with him, my coach who coached me today used to work with him. So like, oh my God. We, we talked oh my about God. him a couple hours ago. So please, God is like yeah. telling me Robert Kiyosaki's name twice today for a reason. <laughs> 
Well, I remember, you know, reading the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad and and uh, and another book called The Cash Flow Quadrant. Like sounds so boring, The Cash oh, Flow Quadrant. Books. I recommend I it to both. all my yeah. all my clients even though it was 20 years ago when I read it. But, you know, it it he introduced financial independence as a specific definition, an achievable because it's, you know, financial independence can sound lofty or, you know, well how would you ever achieve it? But he was very specific with 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 what it was, which is um you know, you, you achieve financial independence when your passive income exceeds your expenses. So, and I remember thinking, being absolutely floored by that. And it changed how I invested. I got into real estate because of it, you know, real estate investment, all that kind of thing. So I, I just love it because, you know, you're having your money work for you rather than you working for money. And, you know, that's one of the things having your own business, especially if you're a consultant or coach is um, you can be trading your time for money, right? And when you don't work, uh, you don't you don't make income. So I've always been driven by the the, the thought of uh, passive income. And as I shared with you, Nikki, one of the things I'm I'm doing is I'm building an AI platform, which is going to be all about you know recurring revenue, passive income, and, and so forth. So so I just think it's it's really great to set yourself. And there's a number of ways that you can achieve it, but it's really all about planning well so that you can have a diversified financial portfolio um, and and structure your business so that you can create passive income either within your business or outside of it. Well, it's interesting that you should mention that. I 1000% agree with what you said. We've got people in the E-Circle community now, one fellow by the name of Brian Dion. He's, I've actually interviewed him on the podcast. I should dig up his episode and send it to you. That's his whole uh, business, is about showing mm-hmm. people how to create financial independence, primarily through real estate investment, and that's what he does. Yep. In fact, right now, he's doing so well with his real estate investments, he's kind of put his teaching inside of what he's doing uh, to, uh, <laughs> to the back burner for a little while, because there's just so much opportunity right now. He's telling me that he just he doesn't have time to, yeah. to do it all. Uh, at the moment, good time to buy real. Well, no. it's a great time to buy real estate in the right markets. He's told in me in the that. right markets. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, and it's he very, is not yeah. not in Toronto per se. Although he says there still are opportunities in Toronto, there are some Always opportunities are. Yeah. in places like Belleville and Ajax and Oshawa and and um, and and other areas that he's told me he's going to probably make twenty million dollars out of what he's doing right now. That's wow. that's and and. He's going to be at the event, so you know I'll make sure that you meet him and you, you can chat and, and so forth. But this guy is so keen on that, so clear that that's what he's got to create. And I believe that's the most important thing that we can do to take care of ourselves, our families, and the people we love, and be able to make a difference in the world. Without money, you can't make a difference in the world. Like there's it's so true. There, there's nothing noble about being poor. I'm sorry, I, it's it's not bad to be poor. I mean, I've I've been poor. My family's been poor. But there's nothing noble about it. And when I was poor, I wanted to get out of being poor as quickly as I possibly could. So did my dad. So did my mom. It's terrible. Yeah, I completely agree. There's nothing nothing noble about it. I I, I, I totally agree with that. And it's interesting. I, I tend to believe in the law of attraction and kind of what you put out, you get back and uh, you know, uh, and I, I love the saying that, you know, it, it takes just as much energy to be poor as it does to be rich. So why not go with, uh, why not think rich rather than think poor? Amen. Amen. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, you know, th- this is the sort of thing that I think is very important for people to understand. Uh, and the sooner that they make financial freedom a priority, the better. If you're in business for yourself, that needs to be one of your top two goals. <laughs> financial yeah, freedom, I agree. right? <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. Completely yeah, agree. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Quest number four. So having spirituality aligned in your business. So it's interesting. Um, in my earlier careers, there wasn't a lot of spirituality going on. And what I mean by that is I saw a lot of dog eat dog, a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of uh, undercutting. And I just thought, you know what? I do not want to be part of that. I want to be, and, and I also you know, have always believed it. I guess when I think of spirituality, I think of the law of attraction. I think we're all energy. I think it's all about creating good that, you know, we're, we're basically good. And I think it's just having those principles um, aligned in your business and how you do business is, is really important. And I don't want to, you know, put anyone off if they, they don't, you know, depending on what their particular 
you know, religion or whether they're more spiritually focused. But um, I guess I just experienced so much that just seemed so hypocritical to me that I, I wanted to make sure whatever I did, I was working with people and had the mindset and was going to, you know, that is going to be spiritually focused, whether it's using the word spiritual or not. I don't know if that makes sense. If I totally makes that sense. Well. Totally okay. makes sense. Good. Thank you. I mean, there's like, we could have a whole hour conversation about that, but that's my particular view on it. So <laughs> my, my coach who I saw today, she is someone who really works in that realm as well as in the realm of success. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, there's nothing more important than getting right with your God. Nothing more mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. You know, I my father nothing. passed away about a year ago. I started reading the Bible then. It, it was a great comfort to me. I started doing meditations on a daily basis. I pray to God. Uh, and... I believe that you should do that. Like, I'm not here to tell anybody how to worship. That's up to you. But if you do come from a religious background, there's a lot of good with religion. You know, the yeah. world has uh, uh, got annoyed with some abuses that happened in uh, the world of organized religion. But the good part of religion mm-hmm. is be a good person, uh, believe in, in a higher power, God, and seek to live your life according to the code of being yep. a good moral person, a good Christian, a good Muslim, a good Hindu, a good Jew. All those things are extremely, extremely important. And I got to tell you, I really love your four quests. So, Kim. Okay, can, I, can I say one thing about that? I just say I, I actually wanted to bring it up when you and I first met. And you said you were from Iran, right? I am, yes. Well, it's interesting because at one point I explored becoming a Baha'i. And Baha'i comes out of Iran. Yes, it does. And, yeah. And to me, see, I really just, you know, when it comes to religion, I believe that all religions have are similarities in terms of their teachings. It's just, you know, told different ways. And I just, yeah, uh, the Baha'i religion acknowledges all that. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that because when you had mentioned that you came from Iran and you're a Christian, I thought, well, I was a Baha'i at one point. So That's there you so go. Awesome. Yeah. My, my, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of good my Iranian Baha'i friends. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, It is cool. Very cool. Very, very important for, for you in order to be successful to go through the four quests. I got to tell you, the four quests are really good. I think it ought to be part of something you, you teach, uh, Mm. part of a programming work you do for people. It's powerful stuff, Kim. It's very powerful. Thank you. That hadn't occurred to me, Nikki. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> it's, it's aligned in what I do, but it hasn't been explicit. So that's interesting. Start making it explicit. And <laughs> you can actually do workshops for people, um, you know, and you know what to do around that. Create a good pain point, but then talk about uh, this special methodology you've created that will help you achieve your results faster called the four quests. And, yeah. Oh. And, and I'm telling you, you could become known for this. This could be good. <laughs> wow. Thank you. That's <laughs> what it that's is. That's the title like... of your first book, unless you've already written a book. It's the title of I your haven't. next book. <laughs> I haven't. So the, the four, four quests. quests. Woo, I love it. How to find fulfillment it. with your purpose, your business, financial freedom, and your relationship with God. With by Kim Trinity. That's that's just the whole. That's that's the that's that that's a subtitle. And I love it. Cool. I'm telling you. Sounds man. like a plan to me. I'm telling you, it's good stuff, girl. It's good stuff. It's going to make you millions. <laughs> You're going to make the millions. That and, and, <laughs> yeah, totally. And and honestly, for people, for people to connect with you, it's good. It's good to have you tell your story because you know facts tell stories sell, right? Yep. Yep. No, it's really, really good stuff. Okay, so Kim, I really, really enjoyed our conversation. I learned a lot from the Four Quests uh, methodology and program, uh, which you are going to be putting out there. I think it's it's really good. Um, I say it's time for you to kind of share with the folks, you know, who are listening to this, how they can interact with you, how they can work with you, what are some of the the ways in which they can get in touch with you. I think that'd be a great time for you to share that right now. 
Absolutely. So, uh, so you know, my my business is Freedom Street, and uh, um, you know, as I mentioned, I work with executives in transition as well as small business owners who want to land a steady roster of lucrative corporate contracts. I actually have a methodology called the Land Corporate Contracts Fast Track System. I work one-on-one. I also have a group coaching program that I, I work with a, uh, you know, a, a great um, C-suite leadership uh colleague of mine. And, um, so, um, all to, you know, to, uh, just come go and sign up for a 30 minute complimentary uh, strategy session with me. And you can just go to my website, www.freedomstreetinc.com and sign up for a strategy session. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, I, I wanted to share is in selling to corporate right now, it's a lot different than it was a year ago pre-pandemic because there's a whole new set of corporate needs that are out there and that need to be addressed. And there has never been a better time to be a consultant coach or small business owner selling into corporate. So one of the things uh, my, my uh, a collaborative partner, Chris McGurr and I did is we wrote a white paper called Corporate Predictions 2021. And we basically asked over 60 C-suite leaders and as well as business thought leaders you know, what are the top three priorities that corporate are going to have as we go into 2021, which of course we're in 2021 now. And what are the top three things that they're going to, what are the top three priorities they are going to need or do need from, you know, uh, consultants, coaches, and small business owners uh, like us to help address those needs. So um, there is that corporate predictions report on my website. So you can certainly sign up for that. Is there a um, link for that? Hmm. I'm going to have to uh, get it for you, but it is, it's actually, if you go into one of the drop downs, it's. Okay. If it's uh, just on the website, we'll make sure that's all in the show notes. I'm interested in reading that report myself. And I, I, absolutely. I, I'll tell you what, Kim, I got this vision here. I'm, uh, stay with me. Yeah. You're coming, you're doing the immersion. You're going to love the immersion. You're going to get tons of stuff from this. And I'm going to see you wanting to be a part of the community uh, ongoingly. So we're going to get you to do that next. That 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 that's your next thing, and then I'm going to okay. have you. We're going to have you. We're going to have you within the immersion be able to go even to the folks who aren't thinking of selling the corporate. We're going to create stuff that you can sell the corporate even inside of the community of folks. I'm going to have you be one of our speaker. Because uh, we have, as you've noticed, a couple of our alumni that have spoken to us and even existing members that have spoken to members. We're going to have you do that too. I'm going to get great. you on a half a dozen great podcasts talking about what you're doing around this stuff. We're going to get you going. But you got to add this four quests into this. You got to use part of the immersion to think about how to add that in, not just on from a delivery point of view, but I honestly believe there's got to be somewhere around your messaging. Maybe it's a completely different message and a completely different offering, but it's too good not to do something with it. And I'm sure you agree with me, right? I, I do. I just, uh, I kind of went where where the need was, was, you know, getting in the door with corporate because I've done that my whole career. I just thought that was the, but I love the four quests. It's near and dear to my heart and it totally reflects who I am. So I love it. Why don't and we I create love- a version of that and sell that into corporate yourself? Why don't we go and show okay. this to people? But we got to modify it from entrepreneurship for some people, but we could do that. You could definitely sell this to all the people coming out of corporate uh, who want to sell into corporate. I, 100%. I, you go work on a nice presentation around this. We'll work on it during the immersion as well. We're going to get some sales for you around this. Um, <laughs> here's here's my, here's my advice. Why don't you approach to some corporate people you already know, okay? And listener, listen in because you're, you're getting some high-level coaching along with Kim right now. So you approach them and say, look, given the pandemic and everything that's gone on, there, people are looking for uh, some certainty and they're looking for some meaning. They're looking for something to give, to give them a sense of purpose out in the world. You've created a program for corporations, okay, and their employees to help them to help them tie into that sense of meaning. And it's going to, it's going to help the organization come across to their employees as caring, come across as mm. concerned about the mental health issues that this bloody pandemic, excuse my language over here, has created for everybody. And you would be, you would be thrilled to have a meeting with them and 
see if they would fit the criteria of being the organization you'll do the beta version of this for. And find out if you can sell it for 50 or 100 grand to somebody. But I'm telling you, there's going to be some company that's going to go, I really like the sound of that. Can you tell me more? <laughs> wow, I, I love that. And, and, and it's uh, it's interesting because um, that is a huge corporate need and is even in my in our report, in it's pipe, all right? about employee experience right now. It's all about mental health. It's all about, you know, talk to uh, me offline. Show- I'm going to help you get a 50 or hundred K deal even before the immersion. Let's go. Got it. Okay. It. Why are we messing around? Let's go. <laughs> Let's sell a million dollars worth of this. <laughs> it's, okay. Then it's a no brainer for you, not just to come to the immersion, but to come and join us for the next year. And then we'll take it to two and 5 million. Cause I think it's really cool. And the other things we're talking about is, wow, if we could turn this into something that could be delivered, you know, not necessarily could be delivered like through AI, that'd be kind of cool. Interesting. Listener, you're getting some high level coaching here. Take a listen. This is some good stuff. See how you can apply it to your own business. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know I was going to come on here and start a whole new product. So hey, why not? <laughs> Listen, you, you you inspired me with this four quests. I'm like, dang, I like this. This is really good. <laughs> and then I go, she's the expert in selling the corporate. I wonder if corporate will buy the four quests. I'm thinking maybe they will, given everything that's going on. Makes sense to me. And you're telling me right now this is one of their top three needs, right? So let's it go. Is. Okay, I'm done. We're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. So, Kim, we like to end off each episode by asking you as our guest expert to share what we call your three expert action steps. These are your top pieces of advice for my listener to take to his or her life or business so they can get to the next level, so they can be the Kim Chernicki of their space. So what do you say? Oh, love it. All right. So top three pieces of advice. So if you're, um, I'm going to speak to the people who might be starting a business or might be refining their business. And that is, you know, you've got to make sure it's aligned with your unique sweet spot, that kind of intersection of passions, strengths that meets a specific need. Uh, So that is always my, you know, it's my knowing that everyone has that and it's really tapping into that. So that I will always say is my number one piece of advice. Uh, Number two, if you're selling to corporate today, your old messaging, your old positioning, sometimes even your services, depending on what they are, just won't do. It has to be uh, re-engineered specifically to the relevant needs of today because of the pandemic. You know, a lot of needs went out the window a year ago and uh, you, your old messaging, your old positioning will not do. You've got to adjust it all because this pandemic has been the great equalizer, whether you're new in business or in business uh, uh, for years. And, you know, those who can really step up and stand out and can articulate and, you know, create their messaging and positioning around what corporate needs, those are the ones that are going to succeed. And I guess third It's all about, I mean, there's never been a better time to build your network. And in fact, I believe you need to 10 times or 10x your network globally. You know, corporate leaders are being really insular right now. They're not going to trade shows and symposiums and think tanks, those things where they would have those accidental collisions and where great idea sparking would happen. They're, they're, they're at home. They're not, they're not, they're not traveling. So they are looking to us as small business owners and consultants to be their eyes and ears that to bring those best practices and ideas that can drive innovation, right? Because, because they're not having those conversations, they're not driving the innovation that they used to. So it's, so all that to say, it's a huge opportunity right now uh, to do virtual networking, to, so to be strategic about it and get out there and have virtual coffees, like have virtual, you know, glasses of wine, probably virtual coffees if you don't know them, but, you know, people are at their computers. So take this time to really strategically 10X your network and globally, because right now we're all doing business virtually and that is going to continue. That's not going to change. It's going to become hybrid, hybridized, but people are going to be working out of home. So um, you know what? It's never been a better time to get global clients. And uh, so those are my three pieces of advice. Your sweet spot, um, you know, fine tune, re-engineer your messaging, maybe even your, your offerings, and also use this opportunity to 10X your global network virtually. 
honestly, these are three excellent expert action steps. And one of the things I'm thinking about, uh, Kim, and, and again, I'm throwing a lot at you today, is I think our work around helping organizations uh, create thought leadership doesn't just have to be for entrepreneurs. It can apply to some corporations. It doesn't just have to be for folks who are uh, selling out there. Because if you create an organization of thought leaders, if you're a larger corporation, that can be very valuable in terms of differentiating you out in the world. So Absolutely. I'd love to learn how I can sell a version of what I do to a company that say, you know what, I'd like to put 30 of our people through this at five grand, seven grand, 10 grand a head or whatever, whatever the price point is. Because- that I could love be it. A nice thing. Yeah, I, 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 you've inspired me. You know, it's something that that in the back of my mind I've been thinking about, but I kind of just put it on the back burner. But might need to come to the front burner sooner rather than later. So that's awesome. So, Kim, love it. Remind us of your website again for people to jump on. Sure. www.freedomstreetinc.com. Freedom Street Inc. Com. And I'd love to chat with you. Just go in and just sign up for one of my 30-minute complimentary sessions and we'll see if we can support you. I love it. I, I love it. I think that's fantastic. So freedomstreetinc.com. So listener, Kim Chernicki is the real deal. This woman is a powerhouse. She has got a heart full of love. She has a desire to serve and you need to get on her calendar. So obviously get on a calendar if you're the kind of person she helps, right? Uh, make sure that, you know, you you have a skill set. You're either an existing coach or consultant or you're about to become a coach or consultant who's specifically interested to selling the corporate. That's got to be your gig. If that's your gig, jump on a call with her. Do it sooner rather than later, freedomstreetinc.com. And I got to say, you definitely want to grab hold of that white paper. I'm going to grab a hold of that white paper. That white paper sounds amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to get you the link so people can just go right in and sign up. Awesome. We'll put all that in the show notes. I think that'll be great. Kim, you're half woman, half amazing. (laughs) They used to say that about Vince Carter when he played for the Raptors. He's half man, half amazing because he he did those crazy dunks. Amazing. You do these crazy corporate type dunks, you know, on getting people in the corporate world. Corporate sales dunks. That's what I'm calling you. You're the, the, awesome. the queen of the corporate sales dunks. So, so listener, make sure you take advantage of all this. And here's the other thing. Do us a favor. If you've been listening to this podcast and you got some value from this podcast, just do us a really, really big favor and share it with somebody. Share it with a couple people. Tell them, hey, these were a couple really good things I got out of this interview Nikki did with Kim Chernicki. I think you'd really benefit from that. And do us another favor. Just go on to uh, iTunes and leave us a review. Or, you know, leave us a rating, good, bad, indifferent, whatever it is, just do it. The more you you leave us a review, the more you leave us a rating, the more we get to, to fulfill our mission in the world, which is to serve people like you. The word gets out there faster, the more reviews and ratings are out there. So just please take advantage of that. And go to eCircleAcademy.com. We got a whole bunch of really great resources that you can take advantage of over there. There's some free reports. There's a a free copy of my latest book. Uh, We offer a a strategy call. We call it a success call there for you for the kind of work that we do. If any of that speaks to you, jump all over it, okay? But just make sure that you do something, take some action as a result of listening to this thing and have it move your life forward because you deserve that. All right. Kim Chernicki, totally an honor, a privilege, and a whole lot of fun to have you on the show today. Thank you, Nikki. I just had a great time. Really appreciate it. And uh, I love what you do. And uh, I love this call. So thank you so much for the opportunity. (laughs) My pleasure. My pleasure. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Kim Chernicki, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Check out the show notes or go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other places in which you listen to this incredible podcast and check out the show notes there. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. 